WISIP is the first international project aimed at promoting Italian cinema, directed by women, which is also available in an accessible version. It was selected as a special project by the Italian Ministry of Culture. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to um, this panel discussion. Uh, you, uh, if you are here watching us live from the beautiful the Garden Cinema, you would have um, uh, watched uh, a film just now, Faith, which uh, fortunately I couldn't watch, but I heard it's fantastic, although you're probably to be in a good place while watching it. Uh, and we are now going to start having a little bit of a chat uh, about women um, in uh, film, in the film industry. And we're going to focus on Italy, but also the UK experience and more generally the experience of uh, uh, women in uh, uh, in this industry. So let me tell you first a little bit about myself, and then I'll introduce you to our pa- our panelists. Um, and I'll shall give you actually first some housekeeping notes. So as you know, this is uh, um, this whole day, this whole project is part of uh, the Women in Italian Cinema, an inclusive project, uh, which uh, is dedicated to women equality and empowerment. And it is a project that is co-founded by the Italian Ministry of Culture. As we said, we are in the gorgeous The Garden Cinema, which is in Covent Garden in um, London. And I should also uh, thank the Cinema Italia UK uh, who has uh, helped put uh, this event uh, together. So um, we said uh, the project is um, geared at uh, promoting uh, internationally uh, Italian cinema, which is written, produced and directed by women. Um, and uh, it is also about making these films accessible and inclusive to all. So um, the films that uh, you will be watching, you have watched already, you can do so um, through, uh, even if you are sensory impaired, through uh, uh, subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing um, and audio descriptions uh, for the blind and visually uh, impaired. We are also uh, going to have uh, live subtitling, uh, courtesy of uh, Ivan Doristein, who has kindly asked me to speak very slowly, as if he, he knew me, because I do tend to speak quite quickly. Um, I guess I can play into the stereotype of being Italian, but perhaps it's just me. And I will need to ask also our uh, fantastic uh, speakers here to do the same and try and speak slowly. Um, I shall also, I'm going through my notes. It's, I have a lot of housekeeping notes here to, to uh, uh, go through before we start, but it's important, I feel, that we do. So where to watch um, these films and these panels, um, they are going to be available on mymovies.it, which is a platform and also a partner in the project where, again, you will be able to access these films uh, in an accessible way. Finally, for those of you who would like to share uh, what we're discussing now on social media, please use the, please do, first of all, uh, and also please use the hashtag WICIP, so W-I-C-I-P, on Instagram, you can find the project uh, with the um, under the account WISIP underscore IT. There is also a website, WISIP.IT. And I think uh, this is it for the housekeeping notes. Now, let me tell you why I'm here and I'm so excited to be here. So um, my name is Silvia Pavoni. I am actually a financial journalist. Uh, so I never really have the pleasure of, of being part of such an exciting project, which is about the arts. But what I do find in my job, and I um, write, uh, I'm an editor at the Financial Times Group, and I uh, work on a platform uh, called Sustainable Views, which is all about sustainability, mostly, of course, in, in finance. But the issue of uh, um, 
inclusivity and uh, women uh, and allowing women and people essentially who are not white men to uh, progress through and go through the career ladder within finance, within business. It is something that I very much uh, monitor and, and we've been writing about. And, um, well, things are improving, but perhaps much more uh, could be done. And we can talk about uh, a few numbers, perhaps, and a few initiatives, uh, and maybe even comparing how the situation uh, of, uh, well, women, but more, more broadly, making sure that the world of work, of arts, the world really is inclusive is something that could be interesting to, to explore today. Um, so that's me. Let's move on now to our wonderful speakers. They're so um, accomplished and interesting and inspiring. I'm sure you're going to love to hear from them. So um, first off, I, I should probably uh, mention that uh, uh, one of the speakers couldn't be with us um, for last minute uh, problems. Um, the director of uh, the films that is going to be one of the films that is going to be part uh, of uh, the program, The Girl Is Flown, um, uh, so she couldn't be here, but hopefully we are going to uh, still hope that uh, we're hoping that the protagonist, Amanoche, might be able to join us. Um, but let me start by introducing you to two other speakers. We have Angela Prudenzi, who is the co-founder of the WeSIP project. So it's great to have you here. Angela, let me tell you a bit about Angela. She's an Italian film journalist, writer, producer, event organizer, educator, She's a member of the National Union of Italian Film Critics and also a member of the selection committee of the Venice International Film Festival. We started talking a little bit about uh, the Venice Film Festival uh, earlier, so perhaps we can delve into that also during the discussion. Uh, Angela um, uh, also regularly um, collaborates with uh, publications such as the Rivista del Cinematografo, uh, but also Le Cachet du Cinema and uh, Cine Critica and Close Up. Uh, she's also uh, quite a well-known radio journalist and uh, one of the leading voices of Fred Film Radio. Um, we um, also have uh, right next to me Victoria Mappelbeck, who um, is a BAFTA Award winner. Uh, so really excited to be sitting next to her uh, and uh, <laughs> that is a fascinating she's a fascinating story i feel slightly uh, you know clumsy having looking at you and then in my notes but i i do want to get everything uh right and so victoria is a director producer and she's um she's well known for a number of um of short films and and she did win the bafta for one of them missed call um she also has a really interesting She's done a really interesting project, uh, The Waiting Room VR, uh, that's uh, chronicled uh, the story of her breast cancer from diagnosis through to treatment and to recovery. Um, and she has a lot of very interesting, she has a lot of experience um, being, being, um, <laughs> making me sound like, it's like so, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I realized, I realized that that was the issue as I said, it, but what, what I, what I meant, what I meant is that she's really, she's really accomplished, but she can also tell us, she went through um, interesting stories, I guess, like all other women, whether you're a producer, a director, uh, an actor, uh, when dealing with um, convincing others, um, mostly men, to uh, to uh, get on board with uh, your project. But we'll more about Victoria later. We also have Carol Nahara, who um, is a producer, uh, documentarist, professor, uh, and Carol um, is um, she's been doing quite a lot of work on. Uh, uh, documentary uh, journalism uh, and she can give us a really interesting uh, broad overview on, on what she sees in, in the UK in the UK doc documentary 
space. Um, she's being, um, uh, she's the host of a podcast, Doc House Conversations. She's a lead trainer for uh, the Grierson Doc Club. She's a trustee also for One World Media. Uh, she's a teaching fellow in um, documentary at Royal Holloway University. And so she's very busy as well. An associate lecturer on the MA uh, in documentary film at London College of Communications. She's an adjunct professor uh, teaching documentary uh, and digital media at the Syracuse University London. So Carol, very, very keen to uh, hear from you as well. Um, and uh, for the moment, last but certainly not least, we have uh, Luisa Protolani, who um, uh, is also trustee at the Cinema Italia UK. She's a film director and she has uh, an international experience um, the span from New York to, uh, to London. And she, um, founded her own production company, River Crossing Productions, after, um, her, uh, stint in New York for, uh, Pani Productions. Um, so she spent decades as a producer, uh, for various, uh, broadcasters, including the Discovery Channel, Al Jazeera International, ITV, uh, and went back to directing with the, uh, her, with the short, uh, The Lift, which is, um, Centered again around illness, um, and, uh, and talks about strength. Um, and uh, last year she won a recognition as director of, uh, the glove, um, which, uh, looks at love and conflict through the eyes of uh, an autistic child. So, um, it's, it's just fascinating. Let me tell you again to, to be with you, uh, all, uh, today. And, uh, let's start with, uh, uh, Angela, maybe with you. Help us frame the situation when it comes to uh, inclusion of women in uh, the film industry and, and help us uh, understand how the situation is in Italy. Thank you, Silvia. Uh, I start with a question. What is the state of affairs when it comes to gender equality and inclusiveness in the Italian film industry? Stealing a line from a famous film, I could say, Rome, we have a problem. <laughs> and by Rome, the capital of cinema, I mean the whole of Italy. Indeed, the snapshot of the last few years show us a picture in which the famous 50-50 goal is a long way off. The latest study of 2020, which moreover excludes non-binary persons, look at 1,085 projects that obtain a screening permission between 2017 and 2020, while the data for 2020 2021 are not yet available. The numbers are discouraging. Uh, men are in majority position in almost any roles. Direction, screen writing, editing, uh, direction of photography, production, music. Here, uh, the difference is truly overwhelming. Men, 377. Uh, women, 28. There is, however, one profession in which women stand out, makeup, as if the makeup were a natural destination for women, who, moreover, are also a majority in when it comes to continuity work. It's clear, as I said, that male professional prevails in all roles except those traditionally left to women, the result of a cultural heritage that should be overcome. It doesn't get any better for actresses because films are still mostly built around male protagonists. And it's no coincidence that among the top 10 actors considered as box office star, 
There is only one woman, Paola Cortellesi, a comedy actress and also a screenwriter. She has managed to carve out her own space in landscape dominated by men, a proof that perhaps it's also a question of chances. Yet, despite the statistics, something has changed. And compared to previous years in the four years analyzed, 15% more women were able to try their hand at directing, and 16-8% of films made by women reached the cinema. What does a famous direct, director film entail? First of all, that the, present, uh, the presence of female director usually carries along other figures in key roles. And actually, their cues include 44 of women, exactly 15% more than in male directed film. A significant growth, which we'll hope will be unstoppable. The hope is that the gap will soon be filled, and not only by small and medium sized productions, which are currently the ones with the highest growth in female presence. The fact remains very difficult for women directors if they want to complete an ambitious and expensive project. In this case, the situation gets complicated and the idea that putting it in the hands of a woman is a risk still prevails. This is another cultural prejudice that needs to be cancelled, especially since films directed by women that make it to festivals are proportionally awarded more prizes than those directed by men. And this applies to Italy as the rest of Europe. One last piece of necessary information concerns the position of state and how the new law has decided to tackle the problem. Actually, the new law about cinema establishes that the evaluation criteria on the expert called upon the, to deliberate on selective contribution to first and second works and art house films must take into account the goal of favoring gender equality with particular reference to the figure of director, script writers, and musician, as well as all other technical departments. So that project with a high gender equality will be given a higher score. The same goes for automatic contributions. It was not subject to committees. The new law has certainly helped reduce difference and force producers to face choices that can no longer be postponed. This is good for all women working in the film industry. How can you imagine uh, the future? First of all, it would be important to be able to analyze data, not in strict female and male terms, and include non-binary people, because this too is a cultural legacy that must be cancelled. Then we should work to make the 55th goal closer to achievement than what international data tell us regarding gender equality in general, critically stopped in its path by the pandemic. What we can do is networking, producing and co-producing together in a perspective of true gender equality and inclusiveness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Yes, and an applause and perhaps an applause of encouragement because those figures that uh, you've shared are pretty dire, they're pretty um, deflating. Um, so let me go to Victoria straight away. I mean, I'm sure that those numbers don't quite surprise you. 
but it would also be interesting to hear from you. So we've heard about the numbers, we've heard about generally the situation in Italy. It would be great to hear from you about your own personal experience, and we can go back to that example of well, that commissioner from the uh, network, uh, how that person defined what you were offering, which, uh, well, was quite something uh, in my view. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I also speak very fast. I'm from the north of England <laughs> and we speak fast like Italians, so I shall try and slow down. Um, I have a career as a filmmaker that goes back about 30 years and I feel like I've had a career in two halves. So I came out of art college where I got into filmmaking and it wasn't easy, but um, I actually almost think that the 90s in terms of British documentary was actually better for women than it is now. And there wasn't resistance, as I think there is now, to women taking on technology. And so I became a self-shooting director. And for about a decade, I managed to make a film that I had written, you know, a story that I'd found and I shot and I directed and I edited it and um, it was all going quite well. And then at 38, I found myself single, pregnant and broke. And that is not a good position to be in, in an industry, which at that time had no flexi time, uh, expected long hours. You know, everybody was working sort of 12 hour days. I was traveling a lot. And so I virtually had to just give it up. And I don't regret that. My son, Jim, is now 18. But it meant that I had almost 10 years out of the industry. And I think in a way that's very emblematic of what happens to a lot of women directors. And it, I suppose it was particularly difficult for me because I was raising my child on, on my own. And I went into teaching and writing. Uh, and the way back in, which I think again, is a way that I think is very relevant to lots of filmmakers, which is I went back to trying to get conventional funding and doing all the documentary markets and forums. And I did that for three years and I finally got 70,000 euros from Arte, but then I couldn't raise the match funding in the three months. And so it disappeared. And so three years of your life has just disappeared with it. And at that time, I was making a short film about a text thread in an old Nokia between myself and my son's dad. And I decided, oh, it's a, it's a film about how we use phones. And so I decided that I would use a phone to bring the story to life. Uh, Sean Baker had just done Tangerine on the iPhone 5. And so I shot on the iPhone 6. And I've never looked back because... Uh, it has meant that I haven't been so reliant on the sort of gatekeepers and the money people. And it's meant that I've been able to do shorts for £2,000 up to £10,000, which is, you know, you'll see in film festivals in the shorts categories, you tend to be much nearer the 50-50 split. But the problem comes when you want to do a long-form film so I'm working on a long-form smartphone feature film called Motherboard, which is about raising my son on, on my own. And it's about the big key events that have happened to us over the years, uh, him meeting his dad for the first time when he was 13, cancer diagnosis, just came through treatment, then lockdown happens. So it charts all of those stories. And this is where... I feel like I'm meeting the prejudices that we have around women filmmakers. 
And the story you were referring to, uh, which I've written about, is when I won a BAFTA, you know, you would think doors would open, but it's not as easy as that. But it got us a meeting with Netflix the next day. And the Netflix guy had watched my short films and said, you know, your films are really interesting, but they're very small and they're, they're very intimate and personal, all like these things are very bad things for a film to be. And he said, you know, at Netflix, we want big, epic stories about true crime or space. And I said, well, you know, raising a kid on your own and him meeting his father for the first time and how we both dealt with a sort of mortality wake-up call of cancer. This is quite, these are quite epic stories as well. And he just said, yeah, yeah, I take that on board, but <laughs> it's still a no. Just not epic enough. Not I guess. epic enough Not for him. epic enough. So um, I am managing to keep filming despite those setbacks, partly because I am shooting virtually every day on the smartphone. But there comes a point where we've got a woman distributor on board, Outlook, which has been fantastic. But again, we need to match fund what they've given us. So we've got to raise another £40,000 at least because editors have rent to pay and mortgages to pay. So that's where I think the problems hit the festivals, um, particularly Venice, who have not taken on the Swedish Film Institute's 50-50 by 2020 model. Um, but I think for all of these reasons I've described, it's very, very difficult for women to enter the feature film world. Thank you, Victoria. And of course, th- there is a conversation to be had, I guess, between you and, and, and Angel and, and uh, um, around uh, Venice and the way in which these um, big film festivals can help promote um, inclusion and, and get into a stage where this industry reflects the world and the fact that um, half of the world is female. Um, Lisa, let, let's hear from you. What kind of experiences have you uh, had to endure? I'm going to use this, this word throughout your career. Uh, and where, how, how, is, how have things changed now that you are sort of in charge in, in perhaps or, or taking a different perspective on, on things? Um, yes, I started a shot. Um, I co-written and directed um, 25 years ago three features in Italy. Uh, which saw an independent distribution, uh, Tanabes, Berba Blue, and Titska, and um, still very proud of them. But I was already living in New York, so um, I just felt that it was very difficult in Italy if you didn't have the nine, you know, some some good relation. Let's put it that way to really make it. Or if you didn't live in Rome, and I was coming from a small town, you know, North Italy, so I found that New York was much easier, and it was, in fact, is where I learned um, everything about uh, filmmaking, and I that gave me also the strength to go back to Italy and 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 independently raise the money and do these features. And having your own company gives you a different uh, take into the industry, and that's actually where I met. Carol, uh, we met because we were pitching project at Eurodoc, which is a forum for independent filmmakers to go and pitch their film. And I went there to pitch my the idea of a documentary, uh, Mandy's Choice, which I eventually made on my own using my own funds because a bit like Victoria, I got a lot of promises, but um, nothing. And uh, one of the things that I was told uh, it wasn't only that it was epic enough, um, but also was that it did happen in America. So it wasn't really, it's one case in a million of 
what happened to Mandy. So it wasn't really something that you could. It was like to say, well, we are not going really to cover the fact that people are going to the moon because they are Americans. You know, if the English don't go to the moon, we don't really cover that. So it was similar to that kind of structure, mental structure. Uh, and, and of course, you can't really say much. But it's been really interesting to see how um, all, the colleagues of, all the colleagues of mine who had... Um, who were male, and, you know, and um, with uh, also, of course, with very good ideas, because I think it's very, very important to know that, you know, it's not just because you're male, you make it, uh, but, you know, a very good artists, very good director, very good writer, um, writers. Um, um, but it is definitely a, a chance um, that is, is more available. Uh, possibly also the fact that English uh, wasn't and isn't my first language. Um, I think times has taken something away from the possibility of um, making myself understood in the way I wanted to, even though you say, I promise you, I'm working with, uh, with film, so I'm not going to... I'm not aspiring to be a public relation. You know, so let, let me let me uh, show you that I can say it using images. Um, but it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, way of finding a profession. And eventually, I switched from a directing to being a producer and a self shooter, and uh, learning as much as I could of the digital camera because. Uh, that was a way of independence until the technology got a bit too complicated and I couldn't, uh, I had to make a choice. And so I became a producer and worked on that. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. I mean, it's interesting. You, I mean, all of you are you're sharing similar um, uh, stories, just a sense of otherness when you are um, trying to pitch ideas to someone who doesn't look like you. Perhaps you don't speak like them. Uh, there is, there are all these barriers and, um, and, um, uh, Carol, I, I wanted to to go to you and and ask you perhaps to put you on the spot a, bit, a little bit because you you look at things from a broader perspective like I do. We, we're both journalists, and what I uh, see in the financial world in the business world is the endless discussion over quarters and and targets and whether Angela you mentions uh, you know looking at um, um, you know the legal way uh, to fix this and uh, in the business world we've had the European Union now reaching a sort of a political agreement on setting quotas for large businesses within the block so that 40% of women on boards or of people on boards will have to be um, from the minor- minority gender, female. Um, the UK has reached a similar, actually already targets, uh, using targets, so voluntary targets. So that's sort of more the commitment and then being, I guess, shamed if you don't meet uh, those, uh, those goals. So f- what are you seeing from your point of view, um, what, what should be done? How are we going to fix this? Do we need someone to tell us, to tell them, I guess, to improve? Yes, I think I think that you do need to keep, uh, you, you need to um, have those kinds of measures to ensure that uh, that more equity is met, because I do think that it just, it will not happen naturally. And even in, if you look at the, the documentary industry compared to the narrative feature that, you know, the the scripted industry in in um, the UK, it's it's much easier, and in the US, it's a much easier path in documentary to become a director than in 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 fiction. However, that still a huge amount of uh, inequity exists in terms of the gender balances. Um, so I think that to the extent that um, you are starting to have um, new quota systems introduced, like recently um, with Channel Four and the BBC agreeing to. Tr- attempt to get 50% women directors um, 
in the wake of a study. There was a study recently called by We Are Doc Women, which is a, a group that Victoria and I are both members of, which is mostly British, hardworking British factual television women and lurkers like me. Um, and they did a study and to show, uh, and, and I think in the doc, and I, and this is largely focused also on the, the television factual industry in the UK where the numbers are, you know, where so many thousands of people work. And I, I think that they, um, there's many, many women in roles below the director level and um, production management is completely considered a women's uh, area. Uh, and, you know, to a sort of a ridiculous extent, and people are, sh- are shuttled in that pathway rather than in the editorial pathway. Um, but you also get, you get a lot of, um, um, uh, people running like edit producers, uh, women and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of l- rungs on the ladder below director. At the director level, it's a different picture. You have, you have something like two thirds of, um, directors are men and it, not just that, but it's quite easier to get your second feature directed as a man. So if you are able as a woman to get your first feature, there's still a huge amount of work improving and staying. And this is the same for people of color as well. So it's just easier. And I think sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a certain element of, well, for example, I see lots of women suffer from imposter syndrome. Lots of people think if they're put forward in terms of, um, uh, a new job opportunity or something will always look at the look at the boxes and say i'm i'm not sure i have enough experience in this like they don't put themselves forward as much as men who just i think okay <laughs> <laughs> they don't put themselves forward as much as men who um are quick to gee, victoria and i are friends and we are always talking about this but how quickly men are at uh at at um assuming they can do a job and women are uh thinking secondly about it so i think to that extent you have to be looking at hr and you have to be looking at the people that are the the gate holders of the state uh in terms of getting people into the right positions because i've seen so you know i just think there's a lot of there's a lot of ingredients in the mix of why this isn't happening at the director level and why it's so hard to stay at the director level as a woman and then of course we have the obvious factors like like breaks victoria had 10 years out i met louisa and you know didn't make the second meeting because i was having a baby and wasn't ever back in the, that um production uh panel again so this happens thank you thank you so much so that do things change? And, and by the way, just to, to let you all know, we are going to take questions. So if you, I can't really see all of you, but if you manage to make yourself known, just raising your hand, I will, uh, I will, uh, allow you to ask a question to the audience. But first, I'll, I will ask them. Oh, and we have Alma as well. Oh, that's okay. Come, come and join us. Do come and join us. Oh, yes. Here, yeah, right next to me. Hi, Alma. Hi. Oh, no, that's, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. So. Uh, Alma, Alma Noche, we, we're going to share a microphone, I guess, who, um, is the protagonist of uh, The Girl is Flown, beautiful film, um, that manages uh, to, and uh, you're fantastic. We're just so glad to have you next to you. I'm, I'm completely feeling starstruck, I have to say. <laughs> um, uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful film, uh, that manages to tell, uh, um, a story of abuse in, uh, I find in, um, um, arrestingly simple way. That, that's the best way I, I guess I can I can use describing and Clara from yeah uh, agrees with me. Um, 
so from the Cinema Italia UK. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We're very glad you managed to, to make it. Uh, London has been a little bit difficult, I guess, today with the strikes. So, so logistically, it's, it's been tough. And I need to speak slowly. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, yeah, I switched back into my traditional speed. Um, so the question, um, and maybe we can actually also get Alma to, to tell us, we're, obviously we're talking about the difficulties in making it um, and staying in this industry as a woman. And we've you know, heard the difficulties in trying to get producers to um, work with you, finding funding, uh, keeping in the industry even after your first success is not a given like it seems to be for uh, for men. Um, maybe we can start if, if we still have a few minutes then just I'll put you straight on the spot if you can if you can show your experience and you've had you've had international experience as well. You, you haven't just worked with the Italian directors but you, you were also part of uh, uh, part of the Marvel family. When I mentioned to my teenage son that you were here, he, he went nuts. So, <laughs> um, so um, yes, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? And uh, you've just started, but how are you finding working in an industry that seems to be still dominated by men when it comes to the big decisions? I think a woman is always seen kind of as a provocative creature. So anytime you're trying to move in cinema but i think in any kind of job that there is in the world it's very hard for uh for you to navigate it by just really wanting to show that you want to do your job and nothing else because there's still that stigma of a woman is just a woman is supposed to stay home and and she's family related and she's provocative and and it's all that and it's hard to be taken serious that is true it uh even just with, I think, beauty, for men it's different. If you're a beautiful man and you're a powerful man, there's nothing that's missing. It's all perfectly there. But if you're a woman and you're beautiful, uh, that's always the first thing that is seen. And so that's always kind of the first thing that's associated with you. You know, you, you maybe it's not the talent. She's doing it because she's beautiful. And so she's beautiful and people like her and men like her. And they, and God knows what she does, you know. Um I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm trying to be as as honest as possible, um, and it, it it can be scary. Uh, I started very young. I started when I was seven years old, and I had a lot to do with older men and older women too. But uh, it's a lot of of I feel like uh, manipulating and, and mind games. It can be, and then the, I would. Really, what I would like to do with my career is I, w- I would like to be a director, and I've actually began writing a movie four years ago. And uh, when I thought that it was almost ready, I started to give it out to production houses and see if people were interested in it. And, and it was always um, they always try to put writer writers with me that were males particularly which was very interesting um and they wanted the whole movie to follow uh some sort of um um a formula yes which is what they know works and which is what they know that sells and 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 so only the guy (laughs) probably only the guys apparently knows what works and what sells and and um and it's 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 difficult because you you want to uh, explore 
what's around you and you want to explore different forms of art form and of cinema and and it's already hard enough to do it and then you have actually someone else that is telling you maybe you should do it with a man or maybe you know you should should let someone else that has I don't know more brains than you whatever it is to, to 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 teach you to guide you and it can be right of course there's men that are incredibly good at this job but there's also women it's just the way that they're regarded as and looked at that is different there's no real difference in the matter you know uh, I don't know it's a very hard argument for me to speak about I've never actually been asked anything like this so <laughs> I'm kind of rambling but it's uh, you've been really Really eloquent. Actually. I'm talking, I don't know. Thank, no, thank, thank you so much, Amanda. Um, well, I, I found what you said really to make lots of sense, and uh, you've ex um, uh, talked in a, in a very eloquent way about your experience. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's something that uh, all of you here, and not just in the film industry, have experienced. So the, the way I see it, and, and of course, let me check uh, the time, because we, need, we do need to wrap up in five minutes. So there are societal issues, the, the beauty. Uh, beauty doesn't, you know, almost seems to take away from brain um, uh, if you are a woman uh, still. So there is that to fix. How do we fix that? Maybe raising, you know, my teenage son, your son in a way that they don't look at these things in the same way. And hopefully we are improving. But to get to those top decisions and to get women to those places where decisions are taken. It's an issue of funding, right? So you speak to the, or the, the producer who decides whether to, to, uh, work with you or not. Uh, so how to get women in those positions, then what, how do we get there? Do we need to force the hand through legislation, through quotas, naming and shaming? Because not even big scandals seem to kind of have improved things that much, right? Um, so just very quickly in these five minutes we have left, uh, what is your, what is your, I'm putting everyone, I guess, on asking very, a very difficult question, almost an impossible question. But what would you like to see this year over the next couple of years that you think is really going to make a difference and going to go in, in, in the order in which we are sitting? Louisa? Well, I think, um, I'm also a psychotherapist, a psychoanalyst. Uh, I, I've retrained in order to support that. And I have to say that what I see with my clients is, um, uh, communication and information. So, and I will start that when you're very, very young. And I think that's what is important in order to um, grow out of the bias that are innate many times in the society in a very, very subtle and subliminal way. So in order to transform those is really starting from a very young age. And so I think um, Victoria has it absolutely right. Take your phone and start filming at okay. a very early age. And, but, and that, an understanding so of that. So, so working on communication and just using what is available to you to do it. Fantastic. Carol. I'd like to see more uh, mentorship uh, programs out there, like the uh, uh, work on, on the Grierson Trust, which has uh, supports young filmmakers between the ages of 18 and 25. And I think that the, it really is helpful for, for women. And also there's, um, we, we have a lot of, um, uh, mentees with, disabilities to get a leg up in the industry and to understand um, the mysteries of it. And I think that there could be a lot more done with not that many resources. So I, I would hope to see a few more programs like that in the future. Thank you, Carol. Very interesting point. Angela. Uh, I don't have a magic formula, uh, but in my opinion, it's very important to, to start to think in, in terms of, uh, of co-production 
and uh, we have to to do uh, networking. Uh, we have to use uh, our uh, laws to develop uh, projects. In Italy, we have a, a very good laws uh, that support uh, co-production in which uh, Italy's minority uh, position. Uh, so um, we 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 have to to try to uh, to develop projects together. So in lobbying, I guess, with legislators. Yes, lobbying. So, they, they, so again, going back to talking, uh, communicating in a different way, communicating with uh, our children, communicating with the legislators, pushing them to change things. Victoria? I think it's a two-pronged attack. I think it's about changing things from within and without. Uh, I think independence and autonomy comes with just a shooting on a smartphone. Um, there's a really... Uh, Ruth Wilson, who's a British actress, has just set up her own production company and is basically, you know, she's got her own slate of features. I think that's a great way. There's a really good campaign called Acting Your Age, which is about the lack of middle-aged women in film and TV. It's got a great slogan, which is men have a whole life and women only have a shelf life. So I think there's ways, I think the 50-50 um, thing that was began with the Swedish Film Institute, which the Venice Film Festival have not taken on, but other festivals have and Sundance has and Berlin and Toronto have and they're up to more like 40% of women in the feature categories so I think I think it's both um, you know while we're waiting for the industry to change I don't want women not to be able to act in projects that they want that they're passionate about or to make films that they're passionate about and it's not like writing you know it's why if you go to the kind of publishing world there are many many women writers and it's because you can write for nothing other than obviously you have to pay the rent but and so that's i think crucial is that you don't sit around waiting you make sure that the work gets made so again getting get getting together um getting together with other women and and yeah and trying to make change things and make things happen thank you victoria and can i come back to you and see whether you have would have any suggestions or any hopes uh for the next few years i mean i agree with everything that's been said right now um And uh, I, I do really strongly believe that it's something that has to start with kids and really young people, generation, because it's much easier to change the mind of a younger person or of a child than it is of someone who's already established themselves or, or whose persona is more, uh, it's really more concrete. So it's it's been there and that's how they are. Um, so I'm just going to say that I think all of these women have great ideas and, and, and I'm just going to, Um, follow and uh, I hope that you know and, and, and I'll be able to be part of this movement that we've been trying to, to, to have and to do for a very long time already so it's not something I think it's just starting now it's a very long battle that it's been very hard but I think, I think you know there's been change in a lot of subjects and there's been a lot of talk about a lot of things and so I think that people are in some ways opening their minds a bit more now and some others unfortunately we're closing it um you know i feel like a lot of things can't be said anymore and that's also sometimes a problem uh, because i think that discussions should be extremely honest otherwise it's just gonna be uh, it's just speech to 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 make yourself look good and not be criticize in any way so i think that it should start especially from from the younger 
the kids and who were more malleable, you know. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I think it's a lovely note on which to end thinking about the future generations and how they can be obviously part of the discussion and, and improve things. Uh, we've really come to the end of the panel. So I just would like to thank again the wonderful speakers we've had. It's been an absolute privilege to, to be with all of you. As again, I usually speak to impressive people, but not in, not in this wonderful world of, um, cinema and, and the arts. And so thank you again uh, so much to, um, Luisa, Carol, Angela, Victoria, and Alma for being with us. Thank you all for uh, being with us here at the gorgeous The Garden Cinema. And thank you, everyone who has been watching, who will, who will be watching. And do continue to watch. Actually, there is a role for everyone else, for you watching, to go and watch uh, films with women as protagonists of all ages, directed by women, produced by women. Keep an eye on that because... Uh, um, it, it's one way in which all of us as uh, consumers of this beautiful uh, world of what this world uh, produces can contribute. Thank you again. WISIP is the first international project aimed at promoting Italian cinema written, produced, and directed by women, which is also available in an accessible version. It was selected as a special project by the Italian Ministry of Culture. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.